Lift off. Hello, okay. everyone. I can't <laughs> believe you did that. <laughs> Old habit. Um, welcome to About a Dog. About a Dog, the Rod Tidbit. This is Michael. And this is Ashley. And we've got a bit of a bone to pick, honestly, I think. Well, first off, yes. I want to congratulate... Veronica. Oh yes, yes. On the yes. birth of her new litter. Yeah, the 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 fruit salad, I think. Yeah, she's calling them the fruit salad. Basically, she is. Oh my god, I just yeah. pulled that one out of my ass. No, she is. <laughs> or her fruit tartlets, or something. I, that's I, that's not bad. That's not um, bad. Yeah, but I, I, I'm yeah. What fruit though? One of our friends breeds Australian shepherds. Aussies. And we helped assist in the breeding. Um, one of the readings took place at my mom's house, and the puppies were born just a couple of days ago. So yep. they're two days old today. Um, seven healthy puppies. One um, boy, six girls. That poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> so outnumbered. I feel his pain. <laughs> um, but congratulations to her oh, and to uh, the stud dog. His name is Cannon. Cannon, yeah. Uh, to the stud's owner, Haley. Haley, yeah. um, Nice people all around. Yeah, wonderful people all around. And this actually kind of does a wonderful bridge. Uh, that is a great segue. I, yeah, I, it's I, great. I took to get there. Well done. Um, today, what we're going to be talking about is something called breed community. Yeah, um, this was kind of sparked by my irritation from seeing um, a friend of the show, uh, mm-hmm. Jackie. Jackie. Um, she had apparently been called a nobody uh, by someone and was posting on Facebook about it. So naturally, I did a little bit more research into it. Not only was it, it was Jackie and pretty much mm-hmm. anybody that was affiliated with her. And it's just, to me, it's poisoning the well. Oh, yeah. As it were. Because, I mean, kids can see this because, I mean... Part of the reason why I don't work with my parents is they poison the well. Every Mm -hmm. night, at home, Mm -hmm. to my left is my father, in front of me is my sister, to my right is my mother, at the dinner table. And that's all they're talking about. Mm -hmm. All they're talking about is their work, their work, their work, their work. And I've told myself for years I was not going to do that because I was listening to this. And yes, I am somewhat of a hypocrite because I had to, Mm -hmm. twice. Mm -hmm. But if given the opportunity... I don't want to do it again. I've been there, I've done that, and it's not a happy place for me. It's a toxic environment. Yeah. That is what the future generations are seeing in regards to what's happening with Jackie, what's happening with you, with mm-hmm. this Bible thumper person yeah. who doesn't well, and, know anything. And the, the thing is, is when I talk about breed community, there's a couple of levels about it. There's dog show community as a whole. Mm-hmm. Then there's individual breed communities. So what to me, the dog show community as a whole is, for the most part, really great. We're like a small, fa- we're like a family and you kind of stick with the people that you know. And, and look then, out for each other. And you all look out for each other. I have some of, of the people in the dog show community that I consider to be like surrogate parents, mm-hmm. mentors, people that have taught me amazing things. Now... Then we get to the little subsets called breed community. Mm-hmm. And what a lot of dog show people do when they're looking to get into a new breed, 
they're going to ask what the breed community is like. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times, the breeders that are looking to go to a different breed are jumping ship because the breed community and their breed... has just become so toxic. Yeah, has become incredibly toxic. And when I mean toxic, I mean cyberbullying, name-calling... Negativity in general. Yeah, negativity in general. Stud limiting. Mm. Purchase limiting. Um... Very restrictive contracts. Being just outright mean. To yeah, people. mean to people, name calling, all of this. Now, there are, I'm going to give some examples. I may or may not give the breed, but I will give some examples on how the breed community has been in certain breeds, how it's improved. What clubs are trying to do to improve that and all and all that. First off, we're going to talk about the Hamilton Stovar breed community. Okay. We're going to dive right in. Okay. The Hamilton Stovar breed community internationally as a whole is relatively good. In certain countries, it is a lot of fraction. Like, it's very factioned. Yeah, factions, factioned. Yeah. And there's some infighting. There's some bullying going on. And, again, it's unfortunately that sort of thing in some cases is normal mm. because dog shows are a competitive sport. So, you have, it draws people that have a competitive spirit. So, a lot, so, some of it turns into just good-natured competitiveness. We're like, uh, I, I'm going to beat you today or what have you. But, in other cases, it goes a little far. Mm-hmm. Um, now with Hamilton Stovart in the U.S., the breed community in the U.S. is something that we have strived to make one of the best. We have a zero tolerance policy on cyberbullying. Mm-hmm. Of any kind. Of any kind, regardless of where you live in the entire world. Mostly because um, you've experienced it firsthand, oh, yeah. unfortunately. I've experienced it firsthand where I've had, um, with my litter... Where someone hacked into my puppy cam and started shouting at my puppies at 3 a.m. We were also in New York. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how this came about, but you discovered that your email... My email had been hacked. Had been hacked, yeah. Um, I was sent emails from people pretending to be in the U.S., but right. in actuality they were Australian. Yeah. Um, the... Puppy cam thing was they hacked the puppy cam at 3 a.m. I was sleeping on the floor under... You can't really say hacked, considering you made it open. Well, it was open, but the microphone was not. Okay, so... There was hacking involved. Okay, all right. So they hacked the drop cam. They hacked the microphone so that they could shout at the puppies at 3 a.m. for them to die. And the reason why Ashley knows this is that was a very interesting time for us because... Where we're recording right now is where you had the whelping box and whatnot. Yep. Which, by the way, we're never doing again. <laughs> no, <laughs> Considering how much it costs to re, you know, do yeah. this floor. Um, but Ashley was laying in like a makeshift cot mm-hmm. with her head near where the camera was. I was on the couch. Um, but they couldn't see me. They could not see you because that's where you were laying. The camera was focused mostly on the puppies. Mm-hmm. And... Since you were there, I can't really attest this, but go ahead and yeah, tell I, them what you said. What they said, I should say. So I was laying down asleep, and next thing you know, I hear the crackle of the drop cam. And I'm yeah. like, 
the only two there's only two people that have access to legitimate access legitimate access to be able to communicate outward into the drop cam and next thing you know i hear in a very distinct australian accent to die mm. and that's not appropriate on any level whatsoever um I mean, and there's it, being angry enough to wish someone ill will yeah um as a young person you know it's like geez i just would they would just die i mean you throw that out that's you know you're young you don't know any better but as you get older um that connotation is for lack of a better word just downright evil yeah it's evil it's not appropriate it Mm -mm. shows it's it's, spiteful it's, it's very spiteful and it shows a lack of empathy oh very much so yeah and so we discovered the culprits. Those people have been banned from the Hamilton Stobart Club of America and we have for taken, life. And we've taken the necessary precautions yes. moving forward in regards to any accounts. Which, speaking of, we do have... <laughs> the podcast has its own type of yeah. um, accounts. Um, on Twitter, it's at aboutadog1. Instagram, at aboutadogpod. Email uh, aboutadogpod at gmail.com. Uh, feel free to reach out. And Facebook is just about, about a, dog. a dog. So just look for Mandy's brilliant work. So, but back to the whole breed community thing. Hey, I just had a segue. I no, I know. And the thing is, is my kennel has a website. Mm-hmm. The Hamilton Stover Club of America has a website. My kennel has a website. Alright, go ahead. And. Both, I both of those have wonderful tracking analytics where I can see the IP address and see where they're coming from and all of that. So I know. Yeah, she she checks on a regular basis in regards to, oh, people from the UK are looking at my website. Oh, people from New York are looking here. Oh, California. So if yeah. you look on the website, chances are Ashley can see where you're looking yep. from. So, yeah. You've been warned. Yeah, you've been warned. But that's just how, that's an example of breed community. But in the U.S., we are 100% supportive. We do... Well, it's a small enough group that yeah, we can be. We haven't gotten all that bigger. I mean, it's Alice's kids, right? Well, it's Alice's Alice and Rolo's kid. kids. Yeah, it's Alice and Rolo's kids. It's some from... It's Al, It's Rolo's siblings. Yeah. It's some of the rescues that we've dealt with, yeah. and it's some of the ones that are from another kennel in the UK mm-hmm. as well. And all of them, we kind of work together, we share each other's successes, we mm-hmm. share photos, talk about things. It's a positive family it's, type yeah, environment. It's a very positive environment, and that's exactly what we were going for. And that's why um, it was instituted this zero tolerance policy for cyberbullying, negative behavior, and things like that. Like... So certain things are no-brainers, you know? Just be nice to each other. Be supportive. Just don't be assholes in general. Yeah. Um, there are a few... Still. Yeah, there are a few things that I'm going to now go into generality. I'm not going to say the breeds. Um, because a lot of these issues are ongoing. Yeah, don't want to muddy the already... Yeah. So... Calm waters, as it were. We have let it be known to several people that we are looking to get another breed of dog after Kemper passes away. We have Yeah, but he is over, he's, old. he's over he's 13. Deaf. He's annoying sometimes. But 
we know that in order to get the right dog that fits our needs and suits our needs, we have to start doing the research now. Which, like we always say on the podcast, do your homework. Yeah, do your homework, do your research, and find things that suit you. And your type of family needs and things of that nature. So we've started doing some research and we've narrowed it down to a few breeds. But the chief question that I ask when I'm talking to breeders and owners is what's the breed community like? Mm-hmm. How are things going? How, what's the ease of showing? What's the ease of finishing a title? What is the community like in terms of, say, if we got a male, mm-hmm. if we got it from one breeder, would we be shunned from allowing him to be used to other females from another line and all of that? Because other groups may have their own sub-factions we, not be, we may not be aware of, I tried to say. Exactly. And that happens in a lot of breeds. And there are a few breeds where it can get nasty, like... Um, there was one breed a couple of years ago at a national specialty. Was I there for this? No. Okay. I heard about it secondhand from like six different people. So if it was one person, I'd be like, oh, no, 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 no. But from six different people, I was yeah, that's, like... Yeah, that's corroborating sources right there. I was like, shit went down. Mm-hmm. Basically, during a national specialty... Two people got into a fist fight in a parking lot and the cops had to be called because these people were fighting. And I'm like, this is dog show, people. Mm. There's no need for that crap. And there have been cases where competitors have poisoned dogs, have thrown rat poison into crates of dogs. What the hell? Um, It happened... At the national news picked up on it a couple of years ago where a Samoyed was supposedly poisoned at Westminster. Mm. No, the dog was poisoned at a different show and it took it started showing symptoms at Westminster. Yeah, the poison was delayed a bit. But the two leading ideas was one that it was a competitor that poisoned the dog and the dog mm. had to be put down. Ooh. Or it was animal rights activist person. This has also happened in the UK where a very nice Australian Shepherd was poisoned and had to be put down. Mm. And this happens. It is nasty. Mm. It is wrong. It is also an unfortunate reason as to why the rule is at shows, no matter what you do, you never leave your dogs unattended at your setup. Always have a person there. Yeah, it's a rare thing that we would do. That will watch over your dogs while you may go out and check out the vendors or while you may go (laughs) and go into the ring and you may have to leave one dog behind because they're competing in something else or what have you. Hickory, North Carolina. Yeah. You and I learned this lesson the hard way when I think we left. I think it was Alice or was it one of the girls? I think it actually was one of the girls. I think it was one of the girls. Like Raven or Celine escaped Mm -hmm. the soft crate. Mm-hmm. And we learned that lesson well. Never leave yeah. the show site unattended. More often than not, you'll find me there in front of yeah. wherever we are because the show thing is more your thing than it is mine. And right. I'm perfectly happy to stand in guard. But it's a safety issue just to make yeah. sure that you know all the dogs are safe from competitors, from animal rights people, from people that any, want to do them any, harm, any accidents. Individual or, any... or, or what have you who is intent on doing harm. 
um, that's why I'd be there. Just right. To, you know. um, there are other situations that, for the most part, happen online where there's a lot of bashing of saying that someone doesn't know what they're talking about or someone... It, uh, sometimes it'll happen like during puppy evaluations. Like if a puppy evaluation is done and the stud owner doesn't agree with what the evaluation turned out to be mm-hmm. and then starts bashing the evaluator. Or if someone's trying to get into the breed and, you know, doesn't like um, the, you know, basic response that you give. Yeah. And starts to uh, bash you online and mm-hmm. reach out to fellow uh, breeders and you, you know yeah. you take the necessary precautions yeah and, and it's just one of those things it, it sucks but the whole when what you should look for mm-hmm. with a breed community situation is one you should look for a very diverse group of stud dogs that come from various different lines and backgrounds and that are being used widely mm-hmm. because then that tells you that People are willing to work together. Yeah. Um, another thing that you should look for is how open are you to being able to attend one of their specialty club meetings mm-hmm. and just sit there and watch. Like if there's a specialty club meeting and they allow people to, who are interested in the breed to just come in and sit in, mm-hmm. if they allow that, that's great because what that means is that they are willing and, and want to accept new people into the breed. Well, one of the favorite explanations that I've ever come across in regards to, you know, an old guard, what? Speak up. Oh, well, I mean, do you remember, um, I can't remember her name, but she was in charge of the confirmation class. Mm-hmm. And um, she was trying to make arrangements so as to transition from her teaching the class to me. Some, well, yeah, okay. And you know, it was just the old guard, basically. It was a bunch of individuals who were definitely of Medicare age. Yeah, and it was one of those situations where she had sacrificed. Her Wednesday nights for close to five years, Mm -hmm. and when she wanted to hand it over to me, Mm -hmm. who I have plenty of experience. Yeah, absolutely. Years of it. And I could easily run a dog show class, no problem. Yeah. But because they said that I didn't have enough real experience because I have Hamilton Stovar and not a fully recognized breed, they kind of shoved me out. And I it kind of, it threw me for a loop, and I was like, Okay, then I'm not joining your club. Yeah, no. And and that's a shame. Is it is, yeah. The sport itself is dying. Mm-hmm. So if you have a young person, and when I mean a young person, I mean someone under the age of 45. <laughs> I'm not meaning someone 25. I mean 45. <laughs> I'm under 45. <laughs> because the median age at I'm a old, lot of... I'm but I'm not 45. I mean, the median age at a lot of dog shows now is like 65. Mm-hmm. If you've got younger people who are willing to come in and willing yeah. to help. Willing to learn. And willing to learn and want to help continue the sport on in the future, then you should be bending over backwards to accept them into the fold, listen to their ideas, because in many situations, they are more adept at 
social networking. Mm -hmm. They're more adept at how to get new people in. Right. As opposed to just closing things off and making it so insular. No, we've done it this way for years and we'll keep doing it this way. Yeah. And it's not working. Mm -hmm. The sport is dying. When something remains static, what ends up happening is eventually it does not change. It remains Mm -hmm. static to the point where eventually it will die. You have to remain dynamic in order to possibly, you know, change direction, change course. And I still don't understand. I mean, maybe it's lack of knowledge, I guess. I don't know. Because, I mean, in this particular instance, speaking as someone who's been to multiple shows and, Mm -hmm. you know, is... This is essentially your world, essentially. I'm just kind of existing in it. And you're you're viewing things from an outsider perspective. I've seen multiple individuals Mm -hmm. who are younger than me, about my niece's age, Mm -hmm. who are more responsible. Yep. More self-motivated. That's being kind. (laughs) More articulate. Articulate. Than some people that, some people I I would converse with at work. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, because this can teach kids so much responsibility, you know, get them thinking, you know, in dynamic ways that will be beneficial later on in life. And if you're closing the doors to that, Mm -hmm. and if you're making the environment toxic, they will pick up on that and turn left and go elsewhere. Right. Because so, for example, say if you've got a young junior handler, meaning they are under 18 and they are very poised confident self-assured in the ring intelligent and very intelligent what you may not know is that this is their outlet from being bullied at school Mm -hmm. so the moment that they start being bullied in the dog show ring can be extraordinarily detrimental they'll they'll, they'll be done they'll be done and they'll be done and shut down completely and they'll do what i did and go home and play video games yeah and it's one of those things where We all have to embrace each other. And I'm not saying, you know, not be competitive. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's part of it. You have to To be competitive. To an extent. Have a friendly sense of competitiveness. Yeah. For example, Mandy and I. Yes. Mandy adores showing Celine. And she has made it her mission to (laughs) beat me with Raven. (laughs) And we have a jovial, you know, competitiveness about it. And to the outsider, they'll think that that we're just... Oh, they must dislike each other a lot. But in the next breath, like, Mandy will come up to me going, I'm going to beat you. I'm going to trip you. And then... But judges can hear it. They start laughing. We start laughing. And it's all in good fun. And that's what the competitiveness is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Is it supposed to be in good fun? Yeah, You're supposed to be having fun. Yeah. And... Sometimes disciplinary things need to happen. Yeah. And when those things happen, it should be a zero tolerance policy. Absolutely. No ifs, ands, or buts. For example, if someone is cyberbullying from from a different breed and is telling and is fat shaming someone or is wishing that someone would kill themselves, is wishing that Someone would steal their dogs, poison their dogs, break into their house, light their house on fire. All of this stuff. Not appropriate. Not appropriate. And when it is reported to a kennel club or to a president of a parent club or or a specialty club, 
Zero tolerance. Absolutely. I do not care if it is their primary means of income has to do with dogs. They should be the ones that hold themselves to a higher standard Mm -hmm. because they are the face. Yeah, they're the face of uh, that mm -hmm. particular breed, yeah. If you make an income from showing dogs or grooming dogs, then you better behave in a very, very, very sensitive way Mm -hmm. to all people, all races, all religions, all sexual orientations... The soup to nuts from Everything. beginning to end. Yeah. Because one of the wonderful things about this sport is we are very, very, very diverse. Yeah. You, you can, can you can be anyone off the street. I mean yeah. I've seen it at shows where I've seen individuals who I've never actually met for the first time coming in and competing yeah. at a show. And I just like, wow, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, you can basically if you've got a dog Come on in. That's how it should be. Yeah. And obviously with confirmation, it's a little bit different because Mm. you have to come... The whole point of confirmation is conforming to a breed standard. Yeah, I had to learn how to spell that. (laughs) Just a minute. I I kept spelling it C-O-N-F-I-R-M. It's not. It's C-O-N-F-O-R. I was using the wrong vowel there, so... So the whole point... Learn something new. So yeah, you do have to breed with a certain intention and buy with a certain intention when it comes to wanting to compete in confirmation sports. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to performance sports... Mm -hmm. If you've got a dog, don't care what it is, train your dog, shut your mouth, do your job, go home. (laughs) I saw a shirt once that I was like, I want to buy it. I want to buy it now. Run your dog, not your mouth. (laughs) Period. I take it this is in a show? No, this is online. I was like, damn. Right on, buddy. (laughs) So that's, that's the mentality is you really need to... Take the emotions out of it. Yeah. And... But keep your passion at the very least to compete. Keep your passion and just remind yourself that we're all here for the same thing. We're all here for the betterment of dogs. Mm -hmm. Be it purebred, be it mixed breed, we're all here to support dogs as a whole. Yeah. And if you have chosen a specific breed to compete with in confirmation, that should be your focus. Yeah. That your drive should be to display the best that this breed can be and not just the breed but the community as a whole well, and, and it should come together so for example if a breed wins big at say Premier which is I think going on going now. on right now yeah. if a breed wins big at Premier if a breed wins big at Westminster um, the Orlando shows Crufts World Dog Show what have you the first response to the owner of that dog should be congratulations. Mm-hmm. It should not be, oh my dear God, did you see what filth won? <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> I have seen it. Yeah. And, you know, and also it, it applies to all breeds. For example, when Rolo won big at Premier. Oh, dear. Oh, this ought to be good. And one total dog reserve best in show. It was a breed first. It had never happened in a Hamilton Stovar breed. You were over the moon. And still hasn't happened in the breed. Mm. It has never been redone. No Hamilton has ever placed higher. Why did I have to go on 
to various all breed groups and see that people were talking shit and bashing him or bashing me and saying what filth won, mm. what nastiness won. And I'm sorry, that's not appropriate. It, it demeans the competition as a whole. If you can't... All right, I'm going to quote Bambi now. I'm going to quote Thumper. If you don't have anything nice to say, then don't say it at all. Yeah. It is one thing to critique a dog's structure that is there. Yeah. It is apparent. It is what... If you are exhibiting a dog, mm-hmm. then you are opening yourself up for that dog to be critiqued. Yeah, you're in the show ring. You are there to present the dog. That goes without question. So, if you see a critique of a dog's structure, that's all it is. It does not mean anything negative or derogatory. However, if you start to make assumptions about that dog's temperament that you have not witnessed, that's derogatory. If you start to make comments about how you think those dogs are kept on a day-to-day basis... That's derogatory. I think I've seen both of those that you've indicated. Yes. If you start to make comments about the breed as a whole and make assumptions about the breed as a whole, that's derogatory. Or the whole sport of dog shows. Again, derogatory. Does nobody any good. So the whole thing is breed community, dog show community, we're all in this together. We are one community. We have to work together to make this sport survive. If we want to make a purebred dog survive, then we all have to be in this together. We all have to work together. Because the whole thing is, whether you realize it or not, at last count, 87% of all dogs, regardless of breed or mix, are currently spayed and neutered in the U.S., Mm. Which means in under 10 years, we have less than 20% to supply America's need to have dogs for the future. Period. Mm. So, we all have to work together or the entire species could go. Yeah. It's that simple. Everything or nothing, basically. Yeah, it's, it's that simple. And... I know that this is a tough subject for a lot of people. And again, I'm not calling out certain breeds. I'm giving out specifics. But if you start to have a big old nasty hissy fit in the middle of like ringside at a national show like Orlando, people are watching. Cameras are watching. Photographers are watching. General public is watching. Don't do that. Well, that was something else I wanted to touch on, is if you are showing a particular breed, either as a professional handler or as an owner handler, you are being a representative Mm -hmm. for that particular breed. If you do any particular type of negative behavior, that could be associated with that. Mm -hmm. And I know I've said this before, but poison the well. Yeah. So you have to have some modicum of composure and the way you have to maintain yourself. I have this on my mind the entire time we are showing or will be showing i think next, next week. weekend yeah um so this will definitely be on my mind so, okay mm-hmm. and, michael and, don't be an ass <laughs> and, <laughs> just behave yourself do whatever ashley needs and yeah and what i like to say is regardless of what sport you do with your dog you are a breed ambassador mm-hmm. 
compose yourself like an ambassador would and everything will be fine. Yeah. Yes, there is a bit of diplomacy involved, mm. but that's just the nature of the sport. If you cannot be nice to people, then maybe you should not be showing dogs. It's that simple. I hear cross-stitch is nice. <laughs> yeah. Crafting. Scrapbooking. <laughs> something that doesn't involve people or what have you. It, 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 it's web, web design. Yeah. <laughs> or video games, like we mentioned. I hear Fallout's yeah. a lovely game. Well, it, it, it's one of those things, like, when... When people ask me, oh, how how comfortable are you in speaking, you know, in a group of, like, like public speaking and whatnot, and I'm like, it's not my favorite thing to do. However, I have no problem speaking to a close group of people about what I'm passionate about, or 30 to 40,000 people. There was, um, we were going to a pet store, and mm-hmm. you had, I think, Rolo. Mm-hmm. And there was, I think, a, a troop of Girl Stouts yeah. selling cookies. And you immediately went to them and said, all right, time for a teachable moment. And you just mm-hmm. you went over there. They immediately flocked to Rolo, as they often do. Mm-hmm. Him being the goofy boy. They said, hi! You know, he was very happy to see them and everything like that. And it just you just taught it like a teachable moment. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is, whenever you're out in public and you have a purebred dog, that's also a teachable moment. Mm-hmm. So the whole the whole thing about breed community, whether you're involved in dog sports or not, mm-hmm. you are the face of that breed. No matter what you do, you mm-hmm. are the face of that breed. Yeah. So, with that, I mm-hmm. think uh, that's enough rambling for now. <laughs> yeah, this is a raw tidbit that we just we just kind of uh, it kind of fell into our laps because of some things that have been happening. Well, everything that's been happening recently has kind of had to spark a response. I feel. Oh, yeah. And this is that mm-hmm. very, I guess you could say, calibrated and focused mm-hmm. response. Yeah. Response. And, you know, it, it's one of those things where we know we have listeners and we, we're so grateful for you guys. <laughs> Thank you very much. We Thank appreciate you. any. Um, I still love the fact that Meg said that uh, we sounded intelligent. I was like, wow, maybe <laughs> Ashley does, not me. <laughs> Because, I mean, um, you do homework and stuff. I just sit here and I fuck around, so. So, what I'm going to do right now is a little bit off topic. It's a little bit off to the side a little bit. If you are listeners or if you're watching us on YouTube, hi. Um, Hello. We have a dog show coming up. Ah, yeah. We mentioned this. We just touched on this Richmond, a Virginia, Richmond, Virginia, at the uh, International Raceway. A week from today, kind of. Yeah, this June, coming Saturday and Sunday. June 22nd and 23rd. We show around noonish both days. Yep. So, 22nd, 23rd. Yep. if you want to come as a cheering section and cheer us on, we would greatly appreciate it. And by cheering section, we mean we need you to cheer Ashley on because I'm going to be going in there to fail on purpose. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm going to enter the ring. I'm going to do what I can with Celine. It's not ideal, but, you know, I am co-owner. I I am responsible for her. This time, I have to show her. Um, but, I, yeah, Raven. <laughs> but it, it's one of those things where we appreciate the support. And uh, if you are local yeah. and want to come cheer us on, please feel free to do so. We love it. We need it. Yeah. Um, actually, our dogs love applause and love cheering and yeah. have a lot of fun when there's cheering involved. Mm-hmm. Um, so... If you listen to the podcast and just want to say hey. Yeah, just say hey, come then, up to us. Yeah, by all means. 
Um, if you want to hang, however, I'm going to throw in a caveat. If you want to hang out with us mm-hmm. and chat with us mm-hmm. about what we're doing, about podcasts, about how we're doing with the podcast or whatever, we definitely welcome it. Wait till we're done showing. Yeah, chances are Ashley's probably going to be there. Um, I'm probably going to be elsewhere mm-hmm. with the rest of the kiddos if needs be, mm-hmm. or next to your ringside, depending yeah. on what's going on. Um, if we're not going to be entering the ring, um, that is a good time yeah. to want to discuss that. If we are about to go into the ring, that is time for you to just sit down and observe yeah. and watch Ashley do what she does best. Yeah. Um, I will... Um, I'll be with her there, of course, looking absolutely ridiculous, <laughs> dressed in a suit. Um, but yeah, anytime that we're not in the ring, I'm more than welcome to. Yeah, come um, chat and... Hang out. If, if you're a newbie to the dog show world... Even th- better. Even better. You can come see how it yeah, works. Come see how it works. Um, we can definitely, if you send us a private message through our Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. email, or even if you comment on our YouTube stuff. Do you, do you want me to do the yeah. things again? Yeah. Okay. Twitter is at aboutadog1, which I think only you and I are still the followers. Uh, Instagram at aboutadogpod. Email aboutadogpod at gmail.com. YouTube is... About a dog pod. Oh, I need to add that, huh? Um, what are you doing? No, don't do that. Stop and Facebook is about a dog. So if you find us, if, if you send us a message, we can arrange something. We can do a little bit of a walkthrough on shows, how it works, and mm-hmm. things like that as well. Um, Michael might go live on Facebook for groups. Yeah, because chances are I'm probably going to be on the outside. So just keep so, an eye out on... So, Various different things. Hang on. For YouTube, it's about a dog pod. Yep. And, okay, there's no at. Yeah, no. Okay, all right. So, with that, go hug your dog. Go hug your dog. They love you. They love you.